just do not necessarily now. No. <laughs> hey, so this morning, I, I trust that you are ready for some things that are practical out of Scripture. Um, and kids, if you came in this morning and just found out that you're stuck here with the old folks, uh, there are these on the back table. If you did not get one, um, it has the points that we're going to be going through together, but there are also some crayons and some fun things for you to do once you're bored with me. All right. So, first of all, let me just say that today is the best day of the week. Uh, we start children's church out that way every week because from our perspective, it is. It's possibly, for some folk, the only day of the week that the focus is completely on Jesus Christ, on being together, on sharing what he's done for us in our lives. And so because we're here to worship our creator, our savior, and our Lord, I'm not sure that it gets a whole lot better than this. Now, your morning, your week, or this season of your life might be really, really tough. And I get that. But while you're here, if your focus is on him, things will begin to take um, uh, a point of view that would be more from God's perspective than from our own. And this is truly a family Sunday. Um, all of you that are in this room don't have like grade school age children that are here with us today, but many of you have kids. And scripture tells us that we're brothers and sisters in Christ. So let's start with this, something that everybody that's at least been here one time or more might be able to do. I'm going to start it and then you finish it for me. From wherever you are, you guys are good. If I had candy bars right now, you'd all get one. All right. Um, today, we're going to be digging into Philippians 4, verses 4 through 8, to see where God wants you and me to be, and to be able to say boldly, followers, follow me, when it comes to things like anxiety and worry. Uh, is that what we've got up here? Can we go ahead and there it is. Today, we're going to be talking about being free from anxiety. And I'm going to try to get you to be interactive a little more than some of you are used to. But you need to understand that hopefully we're amongst friends and family here. So you should be able to feel like you can be honest with your answer. How many of you have ever felt anxiety in your life? Good, because if your hand's not up, I'm calling you a liar. <laughs> how many of you, I realize it's just a synonym, but how many of you recognize when you begin to worry? Some of you are going, well, I, I worry, I just don't recognize it. So, um, Those are the kinds of things we're going to be dealing with today. And not because I have it all figured out. But because scripture is really clear, the only time I struggle with anxiety and worry is when I forget that scripture is really clear. So in this series that we've been in, uh, let's look at some of the uh, where we've been. At first, it was free from enslaving lies. 
then free to change. Last week it was free from plan B, and today free from anxiety. So we're going to practice being free from anxiety. <laughs> I'm, I'm loving this part. I put this in bold print so I wouldn't forget to say it to you. I'm going to give you advance warning about something we're going to be doing here today. We're all going to memorize a verse from Scripture. And for some of you, you know, your blood pressure just went through the roof. And you're already saying, but I'm older. My memory doesn't work as well. That's because you don't practice as much. I don't know. Um, I want to make a promise to you. Not so that you will worry or so that you will be anxious for the next little bit of time. I just want you to trust me that you will actually learn a verse from Scripture today. And no, it's not going to be John eleven thirty five. 35, Jesus wept. No, I wouldn't. But you're going to have the entire verse completely memorized. And before you walk out those doors, you'll be able to say it word perfect. How about that? You ready for it? Not yet. Okay. So to help us with the verses that we're going to be looking at, uh, we've got some fantastic people on staff. I hope you do come to the meet the staff time uh, because we've got Tanny Rice who works with our children on a regular basis and is actually sitting in the front row this morning because she didn't want anybody to know that I was going to point her out. Um, but if you don't know Tani, you need to at least say hi to her today and thank her what, for what she's doing with our kids that are uh, school age and all the things that she oversees with nursery. Um, and James Williams, who was up here doing the motions of all things, so glad he did that. I'd just be sweating worse than I am right now. Um, but I did join him back at the back. Um, James has put all of these things together for me this morning and was very, um, well, he and Q. Q, I think you were involved in this too, weren't you? This next video uh, is kids. You might recognize some For some, some reason, of them. I feel like I'm going to explode. You probably will. It, that's so cool how it like does the opposite mirror effect. It's mirror imaging. It's not mirror, though. It's like literally it's not a mirror. It's mirrored image. No, it isn't. It's a uh, reversed image. Reversed. Ah, see, I told you. Okay, okay. So hold it right there. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's so good. All right. Oh, no, that wasn't. Okay. What's that finger? Oh. Rejoice in the Lord always. Delight. Rejoice in the Lord always. Delight. Delight. Take pleasure in him. Again, I will say rejoice. Rejoice. Let your gentle spirit, your graciousness, unselfishness, your graciousness, unselfishness, mercy, tolerance, and patience be known to all people. The Lord is near. The Lord is near. Do not be do not be anxious or worried about anything. But in everything, but in everything, every circumstance and situation by prayer and petition and thanksgiving, continue to continue to make your specific request known to God. And the peace of God, that peace which reassures the heart, that peace which transcends, transcends all understanding, that peace which stands God over the heart and your mind, that peace which stands God over your hearts and your mind. In Christ Jesus is yours. Finally, believers. Finally, believers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, and worthy of respect. What, 
Whatever is right and confirmed by God's word, whatever is pure, whatever is pure, wholesome, whatever is lovely and brings peace, whatever is admirable and of good repute, admirable and of good repute. If there is any excellence, if there is any worthy of praise, if there is anything worthy of praise, think continually on these things, setting your mind on them and implant them in your heart. Philippians 4, 4, 8. Philippians 4, 4 through 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 8. Perfect, and we're done. So what passage did they just say to you? Very good. Repetition works, doesn't it? That wasn't what you're going to memorize today. Sorry. Some of you thought maybe you're off the hook. I want this passage of scripture to be something that you continue to think about after you leave today. I want it to be something you think about tomorrow, through the week, possibly for the rest of your life. I say that because this passage of scripture, which I didn't pick out for this week, by the way, uh, when Jim was dividing up the weeks that we would cover for him, this is the one I got. This happens to be my life passage. This is it. This is what I use when I go see people in the hospital. This is what I, what I use when I, I talk to somebody who's nearing the end of life. This is what I use when somebody's had a wonderful experience and just doesn't know exactly how to celebrate completely. This is a dynamic passage of scripture that I hope you can get a hold of over the days and weeks and months that follow today. I want this to be in your minds in a way that perhaps that didn't do for you. Maybe that was a passage you've not seen before. So I'm gonna ask you to read along with me and I'm gonna read rather quickly. So keep up. All right, here we go. Delight yourselves in God. Yes, find your joy in him at all times. Have a reputation for gentleness and never forget the nearness of your Lord. Don't worry over anything whatever. Tell God every detail of your needs in earnest and thankful prayer. And the peace of God, which transcends human understanding, will keep constant guard over your hearts and minds as they rest in Christ Jesus. Here is a last piece of advice. If you believe in goodness, and if you value the approval of God, fix your minds on the things which are holy and right and pure and beautiful and good. That's from the J.B. Phillips translation. Here we go. Always be joyful because you belong to the Lord. I will say it again. Be joyful. Let everyone know how gentle you are. The Lord is coming soon. Don't worry about anything. No matter what happens, tell God about everything. Ask and pray and give thanks to him. Then God's peace will watch over your hearts and your minds. He will do this because you belong to Christ Jesus. God's peace can never be completely understood. Finally, my brothers and sisters, always think about what is true. Think about what is noble, right, and pure. 
Think about what is lovely and worthy of respect. If anything is excellent or worthy of praise, think about those kinds of things. And the last one that we're going to read together, I want you to all feel left out over here. So here we go. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Let your graciousness be known to everyone. The Lord is near. Don't worry about anything, but in everything through prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any moral excellence and if there is anything praiseworthy, dwell on these things. You just did. You've been dwelling on God's word for a while now, haven't you? You've seen it from different perspectives, different translations, different uses of of those words. And for those of you that like to fill in blanks, it's finally your time. Point number one, rejoice in. Rejoice in the Lord. Interestingly, if you look up the word rejoice, it's got a really amazing thing. It says, favorably disposed to God's grace to delight in or to celebrate. So that would be to delight in God's grace, to celebrate God's grace. Um, Would you characterize your life over the last week as a life that's been rejoicing, delighting in, and celebrating God's grace in your life? And if you have, great. And if you haven't, that's part of the challenge today. And here's the good news. Please don't, don't think that I'm saying, so buck up, little camper. That's not what I'm saying. Ask God for help with this. If you're failing in it, it's because you're trying on your own. And I know that when I try on my own, I fail. I need his help in this. So rejoice in the Lord. Delight in the Lord. Celebrate in the Lord. Our lives need to characterize a life that's full of joy. Point number two, aren't you, aren't you blank filler inners just getting delighted right now? <laughs> Be gracious to everyone. Be gracious to everyone. In different translations, it says moderation. Let your moderation be known to all men, uh, your gentleness. But basically, these two verses go together. If you think about the definitions of the words, the first one was to rejoice in the Lord, in his grace. That's the implication. And in this verse, because we're rejoicing in his grace, we then have the grace that we need because it's his grace, not our own, to give out to everybody else. See, I'm I'm not very gracious in and of myself. And any of you that know me are going, that's the understatement of the year. But when I'm relying on Christ and when, when he's in control, being gracious is a natural byproduct because I'm rejoicing in him. Point number three, right? You're about as excited as you can get, aren't you? And you saw that there are five of them this morning. And you're going, this is number three. He's at least halfway done. <laughs> so let's keep going. That's don't worry. Ask thankfully. 
You wrote in the don't worry part because that's really what our key idea is this morning, being free from anxiety or worry. Um, But I, I need some of you to look carefully at what's going on. There's, how many of you, and we're talking to people like fifth grade and under right now. How many of you are doing arithmetic at school? Arithmetic at school. See, they've started to call everything mathematics. And thank you, thank you. Only two of you do I ever want to buy anything from because all the rest of these people won't know how to give me change. Okay, so arithmetic is, is something that's very simple. It's addition, subtraction, multiplication, and division. That's arithmetic. You can't call it math. I mean, people do all day, but it's not math. It's arithmetic. So I, I say that only because I want you to understand this next part is really simple. Because what we have in this little passage here is an arithmetic equation. It's really cool. You might have heard it referred to as an if-then statement or possibly a conditional promise. These are the things that are going on in these verses right now, and it's so cool because it'll make sense to all the kids in here that have ever done arithmetic. The first word is ask. We're not putting this up on the screen, so you're going to act actually have to just, you know, get it yourself here. Ask plus thanks equals something. Anybody know what the equals is? We ask God and we thank God and he promises something, but it's an if then. If we ask him and thank him, then he will. A conditional promise. What's what's the promise? Say it again? Yes. And may I just ask the obvious question? If you have peace in your life, can you be anxious? And if you have God's peace in your life, we're not just talking about tranquility. Like, you know, you go out in the morning and you go, oh my goodness, it's 64 degrees this morning. It's so nice. Yeah, you did that too? Okay. Yeah, it was, and it was like, ah, this feels so good. Is this what peace is? No. Now, that's just a nice day, okay? Peace is something when God gives it that completely fills you with an understanding that he's in control and you don't have to be. He's got you like a mother hen tucked under his wings. You are his and he's got this for you. So if we ask and we remember to be thankful for the things that we need to be thankful for, then he provides peace, which brings us to point number four, you happy blank filler in people, you. Peace guards heart and mind. Do you get this? I know you do. That was, you know, a rhetorical question. This is so amazing. If God's peace is available to me because because I've talked to him, and I've asked him things, and I've thanked him for who he is and what he does and how he has blessed my life, then he offers a peace in some of these translations that says, guards, guards your heart and your mind. It's, it's a peace, it goes on to say, that surpasses our understanding. It'll be there, and you'll know that you have it, And you're going to be sitting there saying to yourself, 
is this what it is? This is it, isn't it? I mean, like, I should be totally wiped out right now. And I'm okay. Because God has given me his peace. So that's the way cool part. Now comes the get ready to be slapped across the side of the face. Not by me. Okay, I'm not doing it. Just going to read what's there. The last, point number five, is fix and fill your mind. Fix and fill your mind. Dwell on. Those are some of the different translations of the key point of this verse eight. Because, you know, what does it mean to fix your mind, to fill your mind, to think about, to dwell on? I want to read to you now, and you're going to get to watch. You don't have to read along with me. I'm going to read to you just the last verse of Philippians 4, that 8. It's not the last verse of the whole chapter, but the ones that we've been going through. In verse 8, I'm going to read it to you. You just read along silently. Here it goes. Summing it all up, friends, I'd say you'll do best by filling your minds and meditating on things true, noble, reputable, authentic, compelling, gracious, the best, not the worst, the beautiful, not the ugly, things to praise, not things to curse. Let me give you an example of how this works in the negative. I asked for permission, so please don't ask her if, if this hurt her feelings. I got even the wording that I'm about to use. I got it all approved because I'm, I'm going to pick on my wife for a second. But she said it was okay because I think it, it shows us the negative dynamic of this without me getting all political on you. Sue, for 45 years, was a nurse. She retired in 2019, and can I just say praise Jesus, that he had her retired just before COVID hit instead of after. That was a real blessing from God. But in the last 15 or so years of her career, she worked in a department called Cardiac Rehab. Great place, beautiful, beautiful idea. The whole focus of, of Cardiac Rehab was on treatment plans for people who had just had heart issues of some kind. It included education on things like diet, exercise, and they actually did exercise right there. Now, remind, let me remind you, Sue is the nurse in this. She's not the patient. But for 15 years, she had a daily focus on things that some of you will recognize really clearly. The focus was on things like cholesterol, fats, sodium, intake amounts, and all of the dynamics that go with that. They were a constant part of her responsibility with her patients to teach them about these things so that they could be living a, a healthier life that would help their heart. The downside of four to five days a week, focusing with other people on fats and cholesterols and sodiums is that you come home and that's all you've been talking about all day, all week, all month, all year for 15 years. There were times in her career during that, that cardiac rehab stint where we didn't go out to eat at a restaurant because it didn't sound good to her. There were times where she had a piece of toast 
only healthy toast, no dinner, because it was too much. It's overwhelming. When your mind is fixed on and filled with those things, even though they're good things to know, they overwhelm. That's the negative side. What is your life filled with? Now I will get political for a second. How much news do you watch? What do you fill your mind with? How fixed are you on your political opinion or your agenda for peace in America? You read the list with me. Did you see the news in there anywhere? I did not see the word news in the things we're supposed to fix our minds on. Please don't misunderstand. I'm not saying you shouldn't know what's going on. You shouldn't be aware that you shouldn't be prepared to vote. These are all things that God has blessed us with in this nation. But if you live there, knock it off. If that's your conversation day in and day out, shame on you. If you know Jesus Christ is your personal Lord and Savior, news is not in that list. Now, sorry about that. Tell us how you really feel, Doug. But may I just say, we've got children in this room that hear you all the time. How are they supposed to understand this if they don't see it in our lives? An interesting dynamic from Christian education when I was younger was the idea that a book is not the curriculum in the classroom. The teacher is the curriculum. This has Jesus Christ all the way through it. But do you know who Jesus Christ is to your neighbor? You are. What your neighbors see and hear in us is what our neighbors think Jesus is all about. We've got to watch out. With that, are you ready for this? I'm going to actually show you a newscast. And now you're really anxious. What's he going to do? He's really gotten worked up here. Watch and enjoy. How do kids behave when no grown-ups are around? Danette Mabes of South Brunswick, New Jersey says, you never really know. Because you're not watching him at that moment and at that time. She had always just assumed her son was good. Right. Until recently, when 13-year-old Gavin Mabes got caught on tape showing his true character. Oh my God. Gavin and some middle school friends had just arrived at a skate park. The park was empty, except for little Carter Brunel, who was here with his mother celebrating his fifth birthday. <laughs> Carter is autistic. Big groups of older kids can make him nervous, so his mom, Kristen, was fully prepared to get him out of there. She just wasn't prepared for what happened next. I don't know, they've really just shocked me. It was unlike any experience I think I've ever had. You know how middle school kids sometimes operate like they're in a pack? Well, that's pretty much what happened here. Gavin led the way and the others followed. The only surprise was that Gavin didn't start trouble. He started a friendship. This kid's already better than me. Gavin's just going around with him and making him feel special. And the rest of his friends kind of followed suit and then started singing happy birthday to him. Happy birthday! That really blew me away. Because you just want to see the kindness in the world. And I wanted Carter to have a good birthday. It was such a great birthday. Yeah. 
And such a kind deed. Even the local police department responded. And we're going to throw you guys a pizza party next week over at school. But here's the best part. Since their first meeting, Gavin and the middle schoolers have continued to go out of their way to play with Carter. How you doing? He was just so happy and he made us all happy. So fun to be around. Yeah. He's rad. Yeah. <laughs> and as for the moms, You're awesome. for them, this was a moment of parenting utopia, where the only thing better than seeing your kid treated kindly is knowing that your kid is treating others kindly, even when you're not watching. That was so cool. I was just so proud of him. You want to race? He's good. You did it right. Thank you. <laughs> Steve Hartman, On the Road, in South Brunswick, New Jersey. Beautiful, yeah. Now, I'm, I'm going to say, I'm going to go out on a limb here and call that beautiful, praiseworthy, and admirable. So, let me read that Philippians 4.8 to you again, summing it all up, friends. I'd say you do best by filling your minds and meditating on things true, noble, reputable, authentic, compelling, gracious, the best, not the worst, the beautiful, not the ugly, things to praise, not things to curse. May I show you something that I think is a thing to praise? Here you go. You're laughing. So this just happened a couple weeks ago and there were so many firsts. I had never fished on the Great Lakes. This was Lake Ontario. I had never caught a salmon anywhere in my life. And that's a king salmon and it's 20 plus pounds. I, I would mention that it was the biggest on the boat, but then that would be bragging. So the, the fish on the right is a steelhead. It's not a big one. It's only six pounds. It's the only steelhead I've ever caught in my life. I, I've never fished with downriggers before. I'd never fished with those men before that I was with. It was just a delightful time. And you know what? I haven't had any trouble fixing my mind on those things. So, what is it that I should fill my mind with and meditate on throughout the day? I'm not saying we should never watch or listen to the news again. But what I am saying is, this week, let's pay attention to how much we intake. How much we discuss, argue, debate, fix our minds on, fill our minds with. And if you want to, compare that to how much time you spend in God's word. Because if those aren't even balanced, we all know what the outcome is going to be, don't we? A number of years ago, there was a gentleman here who came to know the Lord in his late 70s. He had a lot of habits that he wanted to break. And... Our Bible study times together usually started with about a five or ten minute rant on his part. So I challenged him to uh, consider fasting from the news for just a week. So you're not going to be out of touch with reality if it's only a week. And he did. And he realized that in just seven days, his attitude started to change because he was filling that time with God's word. 
It's not just stopping from something that's not necessarily healthy. It's filling that time with things that are what we're supposed to be filling our minds with. So you probably thought I'd forgotten by now. I haven't. There's a Bible verse we're going to memorize. It's 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 17. In the NIV, it reads this way. It's not Jesus wept. It's much longer. It has many more letters in it. Pray continually. Uh, The kids in this room know what prayer means. It doesn't always mean bowing your head and closing your eyes. It means talking to God. It's just that simple. And we're to be talking to God continually. Some of you, however, are not going to find this a great enough challenge. And I understand that. So I've brought you a translation that will expand it for you a bit. This is from actually the International Children's Bible. Believe it or not, it's bigger. Here it is. Never stop praying. Okay, so for those of you that are going to learn it in the uh, NIV, say it with me. Pray continually. One more time. Pray continually. Now, I'm not going to say it. Now, you say it. And for those of you that are going for the longer version, you're on your own. (laughs) Pray continually. Talk to God all the time. Never stop talking to God. And in your talking to God, it's okay, obviously, to ask. But we also need to give thanks. And if we're asking and we're giving thanks, what does he promise? His peace. Yes, his peace. So as you go out this morning, this verse is going to nag you. Pray continually? How am I supposed to do that? Talk to God about it. (laughs) If we focus our minds on the things that are praiseworthy, thanking God for them, talking with and asking him with this thanksgiving ensures a promised peace. It's a promised peace that's beyond understanding that will help us be truly free from anxiety. Let's pray. God, it is so amazing that we're allowed to talk to you anytime and that your desire is for us to talk to you all the time. Would you help us to take this more seriously today, Father? Not just something that we forget by the time we get to the parking lot or forget by tomorrow, but rather that we go back to Philippians 4 and spend time there, that we spend more time in your word, that we find devotions that would increase our, our love for you and our understanding of you. God, that the things that we have been filling our minds with, whatever that might be, that those would not become the main focus in our lives, but rather you and your word would. God, help us to fix our minds, to dwell on the things that are found here in Scripture. And when you bring us your peace and our anxious thoughts are quieted and our worry goes away, Father, we will be thankful because we'll know that it's only because of you. It's in the powerful name of Jesus Christ we talk to you now. Amen. Have a blessed afternoon.